Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM80, your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo. Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike, weekdays 6A to 10A Eastern Time on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny today. Can I ask you a question? Please. Before we get into any Josh Allen conversation with their mm-hmm. win last night, NBA from last night, some trade rumors around the uh, NFL. So Greeny joined us the other day on our show on Unsportsmanlike. He was phenomenal on our show, as he always is. He talked about talking to Jim Harbaugh at a funeral about Justin Herbert. Well, because why wouldn't you break down the NFL at a funeral? Who among us? Yeah. But he also told us a quick story about the fact that you were texting him the other day about somebody from the early 1900s, George Sisler. Is that true? Well, it, it is true that I sent him a text about George Sisler. It, it is not true that I intended to. But that means you intended to send someone a text about the 1922 AL MVP. Yeah. And unless you tell me it's Christopher Mad Dog Russo, I don't know who else you could be sending that text to. Look, I'm in a group chat with a couple sort of baseball-crazed like history-crazed fans like I am. That sounds cool. Yeah, exceedingly. And look, now that the girls are in daycare, I have my, I have my afternoons to be able to sort of lean back into my recreation. And, and this is what I do for fun. Right. I, I, I look up baseball stats from the 1920s. George Sisler in the early 1920s was unbelievable. So I couldn't figure out for the life of me why he just fell off a cliff. Mm. As it turns out, in 1923, he contracted sinusitis. Oh, Course. This is pre-antibiotic. Right, so this right, naturally. Obscured his vision, right. blurred his vision, and effectively was rendered a league average player for the rest of his career. But George Sisler's, mm. it was actually his hit streak record that Joe right. DiMaggio broke, mm. and it was actually his single-season hits record that Ichiro broke. Yeah. So be careful. Tread lightly on your hatred, your slander for George Sisler. Right, okay, yeah. No, I was having the same exact conversation the other day as well. I'm going to give you my nerding out thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if anybody's going to appreciate some of this stuff, it's you. And That's I have cool. to give all these to you. I'm going to give you a few of them. Mm. Since I was probably 11 or 12 years old, I would go to the NFL draft every single year, Radio City Music Hall in the city. I, to this day, physically write down all seven rounds of the NFL draft in a notebook like the one that I have, and people could see on ESPN app here, that every pick, all, every pick. How many years do you have? I think since 03. Oh, my goodness. And I have them all at home. Every single one of them. That's number one. Number two, I am obsessed with coaching staffs. Who's on what staff? Where did they come from? I will randomly, at the beginning of college football and basketball seasons, just in my head say, hmm, I wonder who like, so-and-so has on their staff this year. And I will look for the connections amongst the staffs and try to understand more about the teams based on stylistically where they come, come from. And then, oh, that probably means he's going to take this guy with him I'll tell as you a what, result of that. You and I probably had very similar high school experiences. <laughs> oh, I played football, though. Not well. I played basketball. I was talking more about like uh, like socially. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You mean going like, for example, I will have my best comparison in life, I believe, is in Living Color, the great television show, the skit comedy show back in the day. Damon Wayans, Keenan Ivory Wayans. If you look at that, that is Keenan Ivory Wayans, Damon Wayans, Sean Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Jamie Foxx was on that, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, Jim Carrey, Jennifer Lopez. There are others that were on that show. I compare that show constantly to Hayden Fry's Iowa coaching staff, which had Barry Alvarez, the Stoopses, uh, Kirk Ferentz, everybody. Bielema was a part of that, and as well as the 86 Giants coaching staff. Mm. This is where my mind goes on these comparisons. You need to parlay into this, into some kind of like financial success. Otherwise, I'm not sure what I'm this is here. doing in your brain. Well, yeah, you are here. <laughs> what you you are mean, here. I'm here. But, I'm literally on Greeny. But Pratley. how often are we talking about that coaching staff? 
Well, we like should in, be doing it more. We should be doing it more. Well, how often are we talking about George Sisler? Right now. Right what, here. What triggered you to go and research George Sisler? Oh, that's just what I had planned for that day. It's like No, but something has to happen where you're just like, let me go look this up. Oh, nothing has to happen. This is what I elected to do for fun. I told you I'm leaning into my recreation. That may be worse than me. I gotta be honest. I'm not sure. Who's worse? Cam Bubba, who is worse? <laughs> who is the worse? fact that I write down every pick of the draft or that he's looking up George Sisler stats. Honestly, I think yours is a little more like neurotic. Really? Yeah. Why? That's 20 years of drafts that you're writing down every single Over pick three for. three days. And That's I'm married so to two laborious, kids. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, at least it's only like a couple days a year. Hembo's doing George Sisler research every day probably. Cam, I actually <laughs> hate it. It's actually like it. made me dis... You do like it, No, I'm, I'm with you because I'm, I'm that kind of same... stat. When I was a kid, I used to get every single year I would get for Christmas like the sports almanac that they would make and every single like player register, and I would just like go to bed studying and just reading where people went to college, their stats, 100%. what what uh, what arenas, where they were, where people play, and yeah, I would read all that stuff. And I was upset when they stopped publishing them because everything was on the internet. I would literally just read the books. I would just go to sleep just reading the sports almanac every night. And yeah, I, I would I, I used to write that stuff down all the time and keep my own stats. And so I, I'm right there with you. I, I'm I'm more with you than. Than just sending my friends stats about George Sisler. Well, I'm thing. more Evan, I think, yeah. than Nemo. Bubs. The the thing here, like I think you've 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 ascribed too much credit to me because I wasn't texting them about his stats. I was texting him about a chronic sinus issue, right? So like I went much much deeper than the back of the baseball card. Sure. Is there anyone else in addition to George Sisler that actually fascinates you like that? Yeah. Uh, yes. So Addie Joss is the all time leader in. I'm whip. sorry. What? Addy Joss. Addy Joss. Okay. Addy Joss is baseball's all-time leader in whip. Okay. He, he died in his 30s from meningitis. And so I'm fascinated by that. In like, his 30s, what? In the 1830s? No, <laughs> as in he died in his 30s yeah, from meningitis. Yeah, I know. Wait, what year? Oh, uh, but Hembo, you are a, now a published author times two, correct? I am. I am. Right. Have you ever thought about actually writing about Addy Joss <laughs> and doing a, a biography of Addy Joss? 1911, there's, Bubba. Right. There oh, seems wow. to be a spot missing. There's a hole that you can now fill mm-hmm. for the Addy Joss biography. The, 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 the old-timey baseball player that contracted some kind of severe something or other. But I just don't know if the market's that big. You it's know, your text chain. The That's the market. Right. So how many copies are those guys going to buy is the question. But you know what? If, if we eliminated the names and we just as a topic said there are a list of historical athletes mm-hmm. that died prior to, let's say, 1950, based tragically and sadly on illnesses that today would be cured by an Advil, that is actually interesting it's actually now. Interesting. Now we have made it interesting. When you apply George Sisler in 1922 by name and stats, mm-hmm. it becomes less interesting. Do you think it's interesting that Ed Delahanty, a legendary hitter, legendary, fell off? My Ni- wife and I were talking about him the other day. Who among us <laughs> fell off of Niagara Falls and died in 1903? That's another one that interests me. I mean, that could happen today. He, he fell off of Niagara Falls? What does that even mean? That's, that's, not, that's how he died. You that can't cure like that was, with an That sounds like he was pushed. I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah. not, that's the you, book Cam. you need to write. Yeah. That you cannot cure falling from 
<laughs> Niagara Falls with an advert. Is that more of a leave? Is that where we're going with that? Yeah. Is that a Tylenol PM? Is that where we go? Is it just the Advil part that just we have an issue with? Just pop an ibuprofen. Yeah. You'll be fine after Seriously, getting what pushed is, what, off of Niagara Falls. The NFL players have, uh, what's the thing that they shoot up at halftime? Toradol. Toradol. Could you clear that and, and cure that with Toradol? None of these things were available in 1903. Make this sure the, the Chargers bo- doctor is not the one uh, <laughs> He will stab you, you like Tyrod Taylor. And then Justin Herbert has a career and Jim Harbaugh is going to get him to the Hall of Fame. There you go. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycle, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. All right, Hembo, we disagree on the Josh Allen analysis here, and I asked for a historical comparison for Josh Allen because when I think about him, and again, for those just tuning in, the Bills last night beat the Bucs uh, 24-18. Allen goes 31-43, 24, two touchdowns and an interception. Had a rushing touchdown last night. Three big games from last night that were huge. Um, Two on the NBA side, of course, with Dame Lillard dropping 39 in his debut for the Bucks, a one-point win over the 76ers, and the Lakers beat the Suns 195. No Beal, no Booker, already load management issues. I have been very critical of Josh Allen, as, as Chris Canty was here earlier with us. Of course, you can hear us 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. My historical comparison for Josh Allen in my head without using numbers is Phillip Rivers is the guy who gets you almost there a lot, but in those biggest of moments, it's always going to give the other team the ball. Hmm. That's not a bad one. I think and that, that's not a compliment. No, but like I hadn't thought of him when I was doing the thought exercise because my historical comp was Cam Newton. But I'm going to unpack Philip Rivers for a second. So I think, I think peak Josh Allen, which I think we probably have seen since, you know, over the last two or three seasons, I think peak Josh Allen, when you consider everything that he can do with his legs, is probably a little bit higher than anything Philip give uh, Philip Rivers provided. I do think though that the the propensity for inopportune turnovers is fair, and I think in an alternate universe in which Philip Rivers didn't have to butt up against Ben Roethlisberger and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in his conference, maybe he would have had a clearer path to championships. Much like Josh Allen would probably have a clearer path without Joe Burrow, without Patrick Mahomes, and Brady previously, and Brady previously. But I do think that Josh Allen is a greater talent. The reason I went with Cam Newton as mine was not only the style of play, but like the Cam, Cam Newton was brilliant for a time. Like the twenty, his twenty fifteen season was was pretty close to MVP. legendary. But, but he took his team to a Super Bowl, which Josh Allen has yet to do. Candidly, Josh Allen's kind of a unicorn in terms of pro football history. I don't know how long he can sustain this level of play. Part of me does wonder if the best team they ever had was that team in 2021 that lost to Kansas City. Because I will probably believe to the day that I die that that was the best team in football that year. And that was, that was the Super Bowl just before we got to the Super Bowl. And hopefully you don't die by way of Niagara Falls. Mm. But, I mean, we're not ruling that out, I guess. Not, but yeah, if, that, if that is the comparison, and I like Cam. This is not an anti-Cam take. Newton, not our Cam. Thank you. The <laughs> Cam Newton, in terms of the two top lines on his resume, has more than Josh Allen has. He has MVP and he has Super Bowl appearance. So the comparison you're making is to a guy that was probably outside of that one year, never considered a top two or three quarterback in his sport at a, at a time where maybe we had the high end was better, but the middle was lower potentially in the sport at that point. Maybe I'm wrong on that. This year is a bad year in terms of quarterback play, I think. But that guy, his resume looks better than Josh Allen's does. So what are we talking about with Josh Allen? Because you're saying don't make as much of a big deal about the turnovers. And by the way, I'm glad we're actually doing this after a win because it's easy to do this after a loss. It's easy to sit here and pound on a guy after a loss. The, the, the harder thing is to actually have the same take after a win when you still can be critical and they're going into this weekend, obviously not playing, with a chance to potentially still right be in the mix in terms of the AFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if Cam Newton is the comp and it's not Mahomes and it's not Roethlisberger, 
then he is going to be a borderline Hall of Fame player that may or may not make it into the Hall of Fame that is not someone that has an MVP nor a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, but he definitely might get there. I mean, he's, he's finished runner-up for the MVP once. He finished third for the MVP once. And despite all the turnovers, which has been a big issue the last two years, despite all the turnovers, over that same period of time, he's second in the NFL in total QBR. QBR is my personal favorite quarterback metric we track it we scale it zero to 100 and it takes into the context both who you're playing and the context of the play so a crippling turnover against a good or bad defense is going to be weighted properly and despite that he's the second best quarterback in the NFL the last two years behind only Patrick Mahomes because he puts the ball in the end zone so frequently but I don't know that anyone outside of you would really take him second I mean I don't even know if you would take him second would you take him second right now if I gave you a quarterback draft for the next couple of years you're going to take Mahomes one we're going we're gonna, to mm-hmm. shorten it to two years because I said on our show and on Sportsman like 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern before Greeny here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I said that if it's over five years, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence second behind Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I would put him actually second. But if I just shortened that and made it two years, next two years, Josh Allen is two for you? Josh Allen is still two for me. But, but it's, it's Mahomes. It's then a golf. And then it's Allen, Burrow, Jalen Hurts probably in, in some Former fashion, but look, Jeff, the, like, I feel like I, I look. I'm not even a Josh, Al, Josh Allen guy. What, what I, you are what today. I, what I favor, but what I favor are numbers, and that's that's my that's my love language. And Josh Allen's numbers and the and the numbers of that offense are are generally very good. The discourse around them is generally very negative, and I think that's because they've reached such a standard that we have to sort of try and bring them down a peg or two because we have, have, have been, it's been demonstrated that they are that good. Hembo, go back to something you said. You just said a couple minutes ago that you believe the 2021 season with the Bills, yeah. they were the best team in the AFC, and that was his best season. And that may be his best team and best season of his career as we look forward. That would indicate just because it was his best team doesn't mean he may not win a Super Bowl with another t- team that would be lesser than. But let's just play that out that you're exactly right on that and that we're actually going to take that literally. That would mean he would finish his career without a Super Bowl appearance and without an MVP. Mm-hmm. Is there a quarterback in the Hall of Fame without either one of those? Because I don't think there is. There, prob- there probably are. I can pull quarterbacks up for without you. a Super Bowl appearance, appearance and without an MVP or MVP. Does Dan is Dan Fouts is the first one that comes to mind for me? We would have to look at that. Dan Fouts never. Dan Fouts finished runner-up for the MVP once. And yeah, it was obviously... Offensive Player of the Year in 82. Mm-hmm. I know this is too recent for you. If it was 1882, you'd have it off the top of your head. <laughs> but, I, I mean, is there a quarterback? I may, again, I may be missing the Dan person. Dan Fouts only won three playoff games, never won an MVP, so he would count because he is a Hall of Famer. I'll pull up the list of, of uh, quarterbacks in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Right, so there's it's going to be a short list. He's Dan Fouts. He's a, better, he's a better player than Dan Fouts, historically. Is he? I th- individually, he is. I still think we can do a better... Like, the reason he hasn't won an MVP, at least in part, is because right now, like, when, when Michael Jordan's in the league, when LeBron James is in the league, when Patrick Mahomes is in the league, it is an unfair comparison. Josh Allen is a mortal. Patrick Mahomes is an immortal. I do the very best I can to compare men to men, right? Patrick Mahomes is in a different echelon. We are almost penalizing Josh Allen because he's not a god as Patrick Mahomes is. All right, let's get some sneaky Hembo trivia in right now before we uh, talk to Joe Fortenbottom. So the World Series is upon us. My question for you guys today is, who holds the record? Which pitcher holds the record for most career strikeouts? In the World Series. All right, we're going to get to that coming up. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron, and you guys can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. The historical comp for Josh Allen is which quarterback? I'm giving you 
Philip Rivers, Hembo gives you Cam Newton. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. And I like Cam. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM 80 on your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance along with Hembo, Evan Cohen on Sportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. In for Greeny today. You can tune in for some college football action tomorrow. Number 13, Utah. Number 8, Oregon. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Joe Fortenbaugh, Carlin versus Joe is going to join us in a second here. But, Hembo, we got to get our answers to this sneaky Hembo trivia. Yeah, the question once more is, which pitcher has the most career strikeouts in the history of the World Series? All right, who wants to go first? I got to guess. Okay, go ahead, Cam. I'm going Roger Clemens. I think that might be a little obvious, but that's my answer. Hmm. Bubba? Uh, I'm going. I'm going way back when they were there all the time. Yankees. I'm going Whitey Ford. Mm. See, that sounds like one that would be the answer for Hembo because he. It's like recency bias is he's anti anything recent. <laughs> so I'm in my head. Where this is triggered is a Nathan Evaldi-related question because of the amount of postseason success he has actually had. He's pitching tonight, game heard on ESPN Radio, Bookshan will be on the call. I was thinking about Andy Pettit just because the number of appearances he's had, but I'm actually going to go with John Smoltz as my answer. The correct answer is... Whitey Ford. Yeah, oh my God. Bubba, well done. There well we done. Let's count him the in the Top of the leaderboard is Whitey Ford with 94. 
Bob Gibson with 92, and no other pitcher has more than 62 there after we those go. two. Oh, my goodness. So are there any modern-day pitchers that are even close? Uh, the closest modern-day pitcher would be Andy Pettit. He has 56 career strikeouts in the World Series. Mm. Wow, well done. Well done. What? I love how I said Roger Clemens was too obvious and he wasn't even close. That's <laughs> yeah, probably too obvious. Tied for 11. Rocket. Nice. That is, that is lower than you would anticipate. It was, because it he is. got to the World Series mm-hmm. with three different teams. Right, he was in the World Series in 86 mm-hmm. with the Red Sox. He was in the World Series in 04 with the Astros and obviously with the Yankees as well. So he does have the number of appearances that you would think would, would be... But by comparison, I mean, he started eight World Series games, whereas Whitey Ford started 22. You know, that was when they were going every single year. Whitey Ford, the chairman of the board. Uh, Joe Fortenbaugh joins us. Are you asleep or awake based on this conversation that we are currently having, Joe? Yeah, I got to tell you, I deal with Hembo on Thursday. I got to deal with you two in the morning on Fridays. Like, how much more of uh, Cohen and Smallman and Hembo do I need in my life before I can get on to my business? Well, okay, let's get to your business because I promised him when Joe Fordenbaugh, Carlin versus Joe, uh, coming up next, noon Eastern time, noon to 3 Eastern time on ESPN Radio. When you joined us earlier on Sportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, I said I'm going to actually pick up where we left off. And let you get some room here on your best bets for the weekend. So we are going to start there, Joe. What do you have for us? I'm just going to fire a few NFL ones at you right away. Jacksonville minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. Steeler fans aren't going to want to hear this. Basically, as it stands right now, you're the Minnesota Vikings from last year, right? You've got this fancy record at four and two. You're 31st in in total yardage on offense. And you've got a minus 24-point differential. Like, that's Minnesota from last year. Getting outscored in the aggregate, but somehow finding a way to win all these close games. That's Pittsburgh. Jacksonville's won four straight. They have 10 days to get ready for this game. The uh, They've won those four straight by an average, I believe, of around 11 points per game. They look good right now. I'll lay the two and a half on the road. I think that'll move to three at some point. I would take Cincinnati plus the four against the Niners. Now, this one's interesting. Okay, I'll get to a note in a second. I'm still on the Bengals. I like the situation. They've had two weeks to get ready for this game. They started slow each of the past two years and then turned it on. I think the bye came at the perfect time for them. Niners off back-to-back road games. Short week with the Minnesota game. Very banged up. I talked to two bookmakers this morning here in town. I went to the Westgate and I went to the South Point. Westgate told me the drop-off from Purdy to Darnold is worth one and a half points. All right, one and a half points to the spread, which is why we saw Niners go minus five down to three and a half. I talked to a bookmaker at the South Point, Chris Andrews, fantastic guy. He's got it closer to two and a half, but he also said, I like the Niners here this week. I've heard good things about Darnold. He went into a little bit of detail, but he also said he likes the Niners. So I don't like the fact that I'm on the other side of him. I respect his opinion very much, but I'm on Bengals plus four. I'd also lay the big number with the Ravens in that matchup against Arizona. Uh, Baltimore, some think this is going to be a letdown spot off the Detroit win. They've already had two big letdowns this season uh, in the matchups against the Colts and the Steelers. They got to show up here. Arizona's been terrible. Last four weeks, they've lost all four by double digits. So those are three I would throw your way. Two other leans, Patriots plus nine and a half. They held Miami to 24 points when they met earlier in the season. I think they're able to run the ball here. I think it's a good buy low spot on New England. And I lean to Denver as well against Kansas City. There's history on my side here. Division rivals playing each other and then rematching very quickly within two to three weeks. Historically, last 10 years, that's very much on the side of the loser from the first game. So 
I played Denver plus the touchdown in that spot as well. I'm glad you brought that game up. I want to get to that in a second. A couple of things off of what you said. Good name drops there. You probably get free lunches at those casinos today, so well done by you. Uh, excellent point. Get the uh, air check there. Send it to them, and Joe will be eating free the rest of the day. Well done, uh, Joe Fortenbaugh. Not his first day on the job. The second thing, in terms of the Dolphins and the Pats, if we look at the Dolphins' numbers against AFC East teams versus everyone else, they are scoring in the 20s against AFC East teams, and I believe 40-plus against everyone else. But let's go to that Denver-Kansas City one. So the number is what, seven, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it was up around eight and a half. It has been bet down. So the way I look at this show is that Denver got their win against Kansas City two weeks ago, that it was close. And I've been higher on Denver than most people have, which is not hard to do considering they've been stinky this year. I don't know. I kind of look at this as this could be a Chiefs blowout game. Why do you feel otherwise? It could. It absolutely could. I've just I've seen this enough before that I lean into the trend a little bit here, especially with Denver playing at home. It's very difficult. I mean, sometimes we we get caught up comparing college and pro, just assuming that if you watch one good team blow out another team, it'll happen again. It, this is not that. This is pro football. Like even the worst teams find ways to show up in games. We've seen the Bears win two games in the last three weeks. We saw Arizona beat the Cowboys. Like that's what makes the NFL great. Some of these total support prize spots Patriots beating the Bills last week Denver's terrible I completely agree but they're divisional opponents there's a familiarity aspect to it you go back to that Thursday night game a couple weeks ago Denver went to Arrowhead it was a relatively tight game Denver found a way to give give it away and maybe they do that again you know I was on Denver in that game plus the 10 and a half and I didn't I had a shot to backdoor it and I couldn't so I lost there I just now it's two weeks later you're familiar with the opponent in the in the eyes of the winner, Kansas City, like, what do they need to adjust? Not much. They handled their business last time. In the eyes of the loser, you got to make adjustments. And I think that's something that happens here. And with them playing at home and catching a full touchdown, Kansas City hasn't been blowing anyone out. They're 29th in the NFL in second half scoring. They're 30th in fourth quarter scoring. They're very good, but they don't look to blow you out. They look to run the clock out late in game. So back doors open once again. I lean to Denver. Joe describing Hembo and I in college, the eyes of a loser. Uh, Carlin versus Joe. <laughs> Joe, noon until 3 Eastern time, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Joe, let's do some college. Oregon, Utah is the game on ESPN Radio. It's the college game day brought to you by Home Depot game. Tell us about this one. Where do you lean on that one? Over 47 points. So this opens you. This opens Oregon minus seven. Immediately there's Utah money that knocks it down to six and a half. This is no surprise. Utah hasn't been a home dog since 2018. They've got one home loss since 2019. Winning a game at Rice Eccles Stadium is extremely difficult, but there's reason to believe here that Oregon's going to give them problems. Number one, Oregon's coming off their bye week and they're coming off that loss to Washington. They've had two weeks to look at this game. They know the importance of it. Dan Lanning is a defensive mind dissecting Kyle Whittingham's defense. I think Oregon's going to find a way to put some points up, but conversely, Oh, and then on top of that, I, I, I got to mention this. Utah off a huge win at USC. So, like, turning around, that's a tough turnaround here to get ready for Oregon. Now, that being said, I, you got to be crazy sometimes to think about going against Utah when playing at home. It's a very difficult spot. So, I think Utah finds a way to put their points up. 47 is a very low total. I haven't messed with the side. I do find myself leaning a little bit to Oregon. I don't think I'm going to get there. But over 47 feels pretty good to me. Joe, I want to pass this along. Adam Schefter just tweeted that for the third consecutive week, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones is out. Tyrod Taylor will start in his place. Over under for that game, Giants-Jets is 36 and a half. Yikes. Uh, not knowing anything like you know in this, my lean would be automatically bet the under. Am I wrong on this based on this news? 
I mean, see, the, the, here's the thing. Like, bookmakers don't really see a huge drop between Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Like, some people actually think Taylor gives him a better chance to win, that he's better with his decision-making and his experience. We saw the Jets sitting as a three-point favorite almost all week. That's the key number. We've talked about it all the time. Um, it did move down to two and a half. We saw some Giants money in the last 24 hours on that one. I haven't done anything with that game yet. In terms of the total, you got to figure the Jets coming off the bye give you a very good defensive effort. Um, and then offensively, can they put up a lot of points against the Giants to go over that total? I don't know. I would be leaning with you, Cohen. I'd be looking to the under. By the way, where's Smallman? She gonna ask a question or not? No, she's not here. Who's? What is it? Just you and Hembo? Yeah. Oh, I was under the impression it was just like last time when you yeah. guys filled in. That well, she, she was, was here. Well. We had Michelle here for fifteen minutes, Chris here for an hour. And I'm here for two hours. Alan What's Han? good with Hembo? Is Hembo and Alan Han was here, yeah. She refuses to have conversations with me about dead baseball players. She left as soon as I walked in the room, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you uh, know what? Uh, you know, team Smallman in that situation. <laughs> uh, let's, get, let's get a boxing take. You said you wanted to get in on Tyson Fury. I said you can yeah. do that, but you have to sing like Tyson Fury does. Mm. Uh, Don McClain, American Pie, right? Not to be confused with the former NBA forward Don McClain, just to bring up random athletes that Hembo can now research. Would you like to sing any of the Tyson Fury songs or just get Give us a take on his fight. I'm not going to be doing any singing. That's not going to win ratings for anybody. It's not going to appease any audience members whatsoever. The me singing is just a disaster. All the, it's the ultimate lose-lose. But I'm going to give you something here. And I haven't bet enough on this yet. So I wonder why I'm even giving this out on national radio. But I'm going to do it <laughs> because I like it. And because it, I want the people to know about this. So many people feel like they really missed out on that Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight. Now, all the degenerates like myself that I know here in Las Vegas, we made a killing on that one. The public loved McGregor. They just kept thinking for some reason, what if he hits him with one punch? That, that, that was not ever going to happen. And somehow we got the betting opportunity of a lifetime to lay a pretty expensive price between minus 400 and minus 600 with Floyd Mayweather. Now, that's risking 400 or $600 to win 100 bucks. A lot of people would not want to take that risk. We knew that was a sure thing. We knew it, and we all cashed in on that. And everyone's hoping that an event like that's happening again. I, I got to tell you, you kind of have that tomorrow night with these two fighting in Saudi Arabia. It's on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. I'm going to do a little promo there for the company as well because I am a corporate soldier, as we all know. But Tyson Fury, to win this fight, it's a specific prop. He has to win it by KO, TKO, or DQ, which is disqualification. All three of those are lumped together. That prop is minus 550. All right, so it's right in line with what we saw Mayweather versus McGregor. Bet that. Bet the mind, lay the 550. The risking 550 bucks to win 100, I know it's expensive. If you don't want to do it, I completely understand. I, I get it. I get that, that risk. I do not see a scenario at all where this is not a fury stoppage, KOTKODQ. So I'm treating it like the Mayweather fight against Conor McGregor from a few years ago. Other people that are worried about it, I get it. I'm not going to push anyone into it. All I can do, as they say, is lay it out for y'all to play it out. All right, Joe, before we let you go, I have written down in front of me three long shot bets to win World Series MVP. I want to bet one of them, but I need you to tell me which one to do. Okay. I have written down Nathan Nivaldi. He's 18 to 1. He's getting the ball in game one, which means he might get three bites at the apple if he comes out of the pen late in the series. I have written down Gabby Moreno, the Diamondbacks catcher at 22-1, to 1, the 23-year-old stud who's in the middle of that order. I think that could be a narrative-driven thing. And then I have Nathaniel Lowe, the first baseman for the, for the Rangers, at 25-1. to 1, Like 90% of the innings from Arizona come from the righties. He mashes right-handed pitching. So of those three guys, Ivaldi, Moreno, and Lowe, who am I playing as a long-shot World Series MVP? 
I love what you're thinking here, Hembo. Fantastic job. Because we always want to sprinkle a little bit on the potential long shots for the big payout. The first thing you got to do is handicap who's going to win the series. Because how often is the, is the MVP coming from the losing side? So who do you have winning the World Series? I got the Rangers. All right. So then eliminate any thoughts on who's coming from the Arizona side. And then from the Rangers side, you, go, you take it from there. And I think the Evaldi selection is very nice. Now, I lean. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I lean to Arizona in game one only because I think the pricing is off. I'm not going to sit here and give you a big speech for why Arizona is going to win. I just think they're too big of a dog in this situation. I like the price on Arizona. But if you're playing Texas, I think Evaldi is a great, great story. The thing is, you ask, how does this series likely play out? Is it going to be a very high-scoring shootout? Is it going to be a pitcher's duel? Because if Arizona jumps all over Evaldi in tonight's game, and that, that that's going to end the case. Mm-hmm. So so I, I think you're on to something there. But I would say if you think the Rangers are winning this series, you stick to the Rangers side of the equation. Carlin versus Joe, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hopefully we get more chicken parm debate today as yep. we had yesterday. Have to. Carlin's chicken parm, excellent. As I said on Twitter at Evco Radio, it's homegrown. It's made from within. It's developed over the course of time. It's solid. It's steady. It's Bernie Williams. I have compared <laughs> Carlin's chicken parm to Bernie Williams. Hall of very good. Not Hall of Fame, but Hall of very good. Hall of very good. Yeah. Well, it's not restaurant quality. It's homemade. Thank you, Joe. All right. One thing I'll leave yeah. with you with. One thing, quickly. Yeah. Carlin is very hot on a, on a specific tipping situation. Not excited. He's in Texas. Apparently, he's upset. He has to keep tipping valets. He doesn't want to do it. We, are, we will be getting into that today. Oh, For everyone on tipping, that's very exciting. That's I love what you that. have to look forward to. love that. I had a tipping situation <laughs> myself last week where somebody delivered something to my house. They did a terrible job, and I still gave them a tip. Hmm. Yeah, that's nice, though. That's nice of you. I, that's exactly where I go. I think about, like, you know what? It's going to come back to me if I don't do the right thing. But, like, they knocked into something. There was, like, a tiny little hole in the wall, and I gave them each 20 bucks still. Really? Well, oh, the thing so the, is, you hmm. also have to remember this, Evan. Yeah. Your personality, you're known. That one day you stiff somebody on a tip, if they end up taking the picture and putting it on Instagram, that's the end. That's a good way of looking at it. I'm not as cocky as you are, so I don't think that way. But you should. I, thank you. You, sh- thank you should you. think that way. <laughs> I, I think that way, and my wife always laughs. She goes, no one here knows who you are. I go, I know that, but I have to think like this because there's going to be one instance in my life that if I slip up and the person happens to recognize me, it's all over. I cannot have this on Instagram. I'm tipping 10,000% every single time. Joe, let me tell you something. Your, your mentality on this is actually 1,000% right. You and I have fun, bicker back and forth with each other. You are right. I am wrong. I should be thinking that way you are right to think that way because it's only going to be a negative. It will never be a positive. It's basically the referee or an umpire. You only get noticed when you screw up. And yeah, you can't exactly. screw up. Exactly. And, and on top of it, what are you really doing? You're throwing a couple extra bucks someone's way. You're doing a good thing. It, it's a good thing unless you desperately need the money, which, come on, you're hosting mornings, you're having Cohen. <laughs> like, I think you're doing all right. Bye. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, noon until 3 Eastern time. Coming up, another historic anniversary in sports. We'll get to that next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Freeze leading it off. Crowd in a frenzy. 3-2, a swing and a high fly ball. Center field. It is gone! David Freeze, who tied it in the ninth, wins it in the 11th. In one of the most remarkable, improbable baseball games you will ever see. And there's going to be baseball here in St. Louis. Game seven tomorrow night. I could literally listen to Dan Schulman give play-by-play of Hembo looking up stats from the 1800s. <laughs> he is so good. Oh, wait, we got the Bye-Bye American Pie for Tyson Fury. This is amazing. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM80. And on your smart speaker, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I am Evan Cohen in for Greeny. That is Hembo. And 12 years ago today, David Fries' walk-off home run. 2011 World Series, Game 6. Best baseball game that I have ever seen with my two eyes, and I think his performance in that World Series is the second greatest performance in World Series history by a position player behind only Reggie Jackson's legendary 1977. Is that hyperbole? What do you say? No, I mean, there's a reason somebody's called Mr. October. I mean, that is the reason. Best, best performance I've ever seen mm-hmm. in a big game like that was in-person 2003 World Series. I'm a Mets fan, so maybe part of the anti-Yankees is creeping in. Josh Beckett, three days rest, pitching for the Marlins. And that was my first year working for an ESPN radio station, ESPN West Palm, 106.3 in West Palm, where we're on right now. Um, that was unbelievable on three days of rest. Mm-hmm. Everybody was questioning the manager at the time, Jack McKeon, for going with him, and he totally mowed down the Yankees. Their second World Series loss in, what, uh, three years yeah, at that point. That was a complete game in Game 6, right? Yeah, Game 6 and three days rest. Uh, by the way, we had been talking about the quarterbacks who could potentially make it into the Hall of Fame. Um, Josh Allen, we're talking about him a lot, and I, I said, how many quarterbacks are there that could be in the Hall of Fame or have been in the Hall of Fame without a Super Bowl appearance or an MVP. How so many the, are there? So the answer is there are 27 modern-era quarterbacks in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but only two of them fit your criteria. And those two, the aforementioned Dan Fouts, we also neglected to mention Warren Moon falls under that criteria. And they both feel like good comps for Josh they, Allen, don't they, they? Right now, they certainly do. Individual numbers, not as much team success. Mm-hmm. All right, time now for a little Who You Got. Life is a series of choices. Who You Got. Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who You Got. All right, Bubba, what do you have for us today? All right, we got who you got, and as always, we got to do the Eastern Radio Pick'em Challenge. We'll go through these quicks. I know you guys already did the games, but we got to get Greeny's pick. So the first one is Jaguars 
at Steelers. And for this one, Jacksonville minus two and a half. Greeny is going with the Steelers. Who are you guys going with, Evan? Well, we went with the Jaguars minus two and a half. And when I say we, part of Unsportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, I mean Michelle Smallman and I because Chris Canty wanted to go with the Steelers and we mm-hmm. overruled him. That is a dangerous move by us. He's a man that played 11 years in the NFL and he studies the game as much as anyone anywhere. And Smalls and I went against him. Very nice. Next one, Rams at Cowboys. The biggest game of the weekend. The best game of the weekend. Dallas minus six. Greeny's going Cowboys here. I'm a little scared about that. Who you got? Uh, We went the same way, but it would not surprise me if the Rams covered plus six there. Sorry, Bubba. All right, last one. Browns at Seahawks. And the Green Man went Seattle minus four. What about you guys? That's where we went. Our reasoning was as follows. At some point, the Browns' shaky quarterback play has to catch up to them. And that's why we went to Seahawks minus four. All right, we'll see what happens right now. Carlin versus Joe and Game Night are leading the way, fifteen and six. You guys are a little above five hundred at eleven and ten, and Greeny in last place at six and fifteen. Ugh. So, anyone want to bring up that Q Myers, Emmett Golden, and everybody on Game Night picks the games after the games? Like they pick Monday Night Football on Monday after the game, Thursday. At, like, come on now. Don't they? That's, no, that's that's very skeptical. I'm very skeptical. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm skeptical. They're on literally after the game ends. So last night they actually picked the Bills would win by six, is what they said. Have we no integrity? Yeah, that's that sounds questionable. Just saying. Just saying. I don't know about that. All right, so World Series begins tonight on ESPN Radio, of course, as we've been talking about all day. Who is winning it all? Who you got? I got the Rangers, and I have a non-analytical reason for somebody that is way smarter than I am in Hembo. Mm-hmm. I want the Bruce Bochy storyline to play out. He has managed teams, three different franchises to the World Series, San Diego Padres, the Giants. He won three World Series, and now with the Texas Rangers. And I want this to play out because I want to compare Bruce Bochy and Joe Torre as the best manager in baseball over the last 20 or 30 years. I mean, relative to his peers, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame type manager, obviously. And I think his body of work most definitely speaks for itself. I'm taking the Rangers to win the series in six. We obviously know that Arizona is a pretty significant underdog. If they're going to spring the upset, I think three things need to happen. They're going to have to create runs on the bases. They're a fast team. They're going to have to create runs on the bases. Zach Gallen, their number one starter, is going to have to pitch like the ace that he has been this season. And number three, they're going to have to build a bridge in the middle innings to get to their three lights-out relievers on the back end. If, if one of those three things does not happen, I think the Rangers are going to win the series and perhaps win the series in four or five games. They feel to me, based on your analysis of them, that they're the 2015 Royals. That that's, feels right. That's the that way the Royals right. were. That rely on their bullpen and small ball you to death. Yeah. Yeah, and if they can keep the ball off the barrel, they need to suppress home runs from the Texas Rangers. That's their path to victory. I just don't see a clear path in which it's going to happen. All right, Bubba. All right, let's get to the fun stuff because 23 (laughs) years ago yesterday, PlayStation 2 was released in North America. So my question is, who you got as your favorite game system? Sega Genesis. I mean, Sega Genesis. That's a great one. I'm not a hockey guy. I'm not anti-hockey. I'm just not... You're not going to see me with Bucci on the, the an ESPN Plus or Linda Cohn. Well, those NHL games on Sega. Whew. There you go. Great Nine, ones. NHLPA 93 and 94. I probably could still give you the roster. In my head, everybody from that game is still on those teams. Absolutely. <laughs> so Sega, although my son, my son and daughter, my son's 10, my daughter is 7. They play PlayStation all the time, Madden and uh, 2K, but I'm still going Sega. Where are you going? Uh, N64. That was my, oh, yeah. like my first great Christmas present ever. That was my favorite. Mm, okay. What else, Bubba? The Terminator was released 39 years ago yesterday. Who you got as your favorite Arnold movie? 
Well, it's not Terminator because I have a rule with movies and you guys are going to destroy me, but here we go. All right. I don't like anything unrealistic. I don't like unrealistic movies. What? I don't like the un- uh, and I draft day. Realistic. I'm saying the sci-fi I don't, I'm not. I, I'm out. I'm out on anything sci-fi. I don't like that in any way, shape, or form. It drives me nuts. I also can't watch outdated movies because if you don't have a cell phone or a computer in the movie or it doesn't feel like it's today, I, I'm out on it. Unless it's <laughs> I mean, unless it's so Hoosiers. You can't really Shawshank. watch many movies. This is right? such a weird take. Thank you, but I'm I'm out on <laughs> it. Oddly specific. I've never seen an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, by the way. <laughs> Ever? Ever? Shocking. I mean, I don't twins? know. I don't know what's, what's 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 the worst take twins? right now. That's that's twins. I guess would be one that I would. I say twins, and he wants to break down Tom Kelly's managerial Mm -hmm. career. They were outscored in 1987 when they reached the World Series. They and the Diamondbacks, the only teams to reach the World Series with a negative run differential. Thanks, Ken Herbeck. Over to you, Bubba. Pat Sajak turned 77 yesterday. I hope Hembo knows who that is. Who you got is your favorite game show. Do you know who that is? I know who Pat Sajak is, vaguely. What what game show did he host? He was um, Wheel of Fortune, right? Okay. (laughs) You say with a question. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, my God. No, those, I'm just gonna, those aren't the same guy. Bubba, I'm going to let him go. Keep going. You're con- those no, no, aren't no. the same guy. No, the, one of them is Regis Philbin. Right, that's correct. Is, but I don't know who did which. It, it's no longer Regis Philbin. I don't know who did which. So you don't know what game show Regis hosted versus what game show Sajak No, I, if, they were, if, they, if they were both in this room, I could identify who was well, who. I'm pr- I promise you one will not be in this room. Fair enough. Well, none of the You know will. what I mean. <laughs> I don't know the difference between Pat Sajak and Regis Philbin. You had it right the first time. Yeah, uh, Pat Sajak, Wheel of Fortune, Regis, amongst other things, would be who wants to be a millionaire. I guess you got to go prices, right? Only Bubba, because I feel like you and I are around the same age, only from the when you're sick from school, that's the, your the, go-to. The sick day. I was not yeah. a big prices right guy, but I mean, that was obviously what everyone, everyone went with their Family sick day Family Feud. Thing. Family Feud's good. Family Feud is um, very good. All right, last one real quick. Halloween next week, of course. So what's your favorite Halloween movie and candy? Who you got? Reese's, anything Reese's Pieces, yep. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, anything Reese's Halloween movie, uh, Hubie Halloween, what's the Sandler one <laughs> from a few years ago? I watched it with my kids recently, so I'm going to go there. There's an Adam Sandler one, but anything peanut butter chocolate related like Reese's, that's where I would go. You got one quickly? Not really. I okay. don't really eat sweets. Oh, of course you don't. Of course you don't. Carlin versus Joe coming up next on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.